Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. Glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench tonight. Uh, coming up over the next hour, plenty of Champions League talk, as you'd expect. Two hours to go to kick off in Madrid. Will it be Liverpool? Will it be Tottenham who will be crowned champions? We'll discuss that in a little bit. We'll also hear uh, from both managers as well. Our reaction from Cork to this draw with our St. Pats last night. We'll talk to our resident referee about time added on and where exactly he got it from. We'll also have reaction from the Cork ladies there in action against Kerry on their way to a win. As things stand, we'll get you up to date on that one. Let's go and talk the Union Cup. Going to hear from uh, James McLean as well. All that between now and 7 o'clock right here on the Big Red Bench. Rory O'Hagan, Kieran O'Regan's name is Kieran O'Regan. We're here until seven. If you want to get in touch, at Big Red Bench is our Twitter. 0868104106 is our text and our WhatsApp. You get nervous now, Liverpool fanboy. There's nothing to be nervous about. Really? Not at all. Not at all. Are you that confident Liverpool are going to win? I'm confident Liverpool will put in a good performance and we'll be happy with that. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long show for. Yeah, of course. I th- yeah, I think Liverpool are going to win. They've uh, just uh, experience uh, of the occasion, everything. Um, just think they're a better side. It, de- it depends on Harry Kane as well. You know. Um, so I don't. Know, I'm ho- obviously hoping for a Liverpool win. You hope always for an uh, team. a Liverpool not win. Yeah, a Liverpool not win. That's it's every week. <laughs> um, look, I yeah, I think it is very finely balanced. On paper, Liverpool should do it. Um, I'm going to resort into a bud billion cliches now, but Champions League football, cup football, 90 minutes ending and up and yada, 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 yeah. Um, as a somewhat neutral in that... What are you laughing at? A neutral. I am a neutral. I have I, I, I have no horse in this race. It's your unbiased opinions. Well, my unbiased opinions <laughs> about Liverpool and the Champions League and Tottenham. Um, I just want a good game of football. Um, uh, loads of goals, loads of drama. Um, extra time penalties wouldn't say no to that either, but like, if it finishes 3-0, I'd be very, very happy with that. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't mind that once Liverpool still came out on the, the right side of it. All I want is a good game of football because, as I said, I am very neutral and I, I don't really mind who wins or, or who loses. Uh, in tonight's game, eight yeah. o'clock to kick off time for that one. Now we're looking forward to it anyway. But uh, speaking of which, both sides they both had a pretty dramatic <coughs> journey to the final. Liverpool uh, overcame a three 0 deficit to beat uh, Barcelona. You didn't see that coming, but all Liverpool fans, yeah, uh, knew sure that would happen. Hang on, we need to, we need to do something for uh, for this part. Go on, go on, talk away. Talk okay, away. in the semis, while a Lucas Moura hat trick saw Spurs advance past Ajax, Tottenham boss Mauricio Pochettino has said though they will need a strong team performance to secure victory. Helping other good communication that is going to be the key um, because of course Liverpool is a, is a great team a lot of quality um, and of course they are going to be ready to fight that's a great song we should just play that again we should just play it for the whole hour it would be better than us talking nonsense for the next 60 minutes to be perfectly honest we play different it. versions of it is there different versions of there it there is yeah. there's a great uh, did you ever hear the two cellos yes They've, uh, they did a version recently of it. It's pretty fantastic. Isn't a variation of this played whenever a new um, king or queen is crowned in the UK? The, uh, Zara Dog. I can't remember what the official name of it is. It's a different version of it. But I think that it's it's based on that. 
could be making that up now as well, but possibly. <laughs> Look, it sounds good anyway. Yeah, I, li- I like that it's running behind us there, so we can keep talking about it because it's obviously fantastic. Queen Keller, in that is squad. brilliant. Look, um, the Champions League changed this year to allow twelve substitutes. Um, obviously, uh, Mignolet is Liverpool's backup keeper, but because of twelve substitutes, uh, Queen Keller has been named in the twenty-three man squad. He will be on the bench tonight in Madrid for the Champions League how incredible is that that's unreal because like it's, it's so much has happened in such a short space of time almost for him it's it's just it's amazing how it's worked out for him um, uh, fantastic to see uh, Corkman there and he'll get a medal regardless which is uh, pretty, pretty absolutely cool, sensational know. stuff and I'm sure everyone in Ring Mahan Rangers everyone in uh, the Mahan community is very very proud of him today and uh, they'll be watching on I wasn't making it up it's um, the Champions League theme is based on Zadok the Priest which is uh, a piece by Handel and according to Wikipedia it has been sung prior to the anointing of the Sovereign at the coronation of every British monarch since its composition and has become recognised as a British patriotic anthem I love how this show can vary so often yeah man reads Wikipedia sport is next um, you know how we can just go into but yeah that's it I wasn't making up it was just kind of tucked away in the corner of my head and I said better check that out probably should have something I should have done in um, you know show prep and research as opposed to like you know actually doing it on air possibly but like you're so on the ball were you ever on Blackboard Jungle like no I was on um, Eureka which was a um, a primary a quiz show for, for primary school students nice. um, and it was uh, presented by Dara Dara Watts' face I can't remember his name but I was on it in 1994 with Wales School and Tyler Nefa that has to I, be something on YouTube I was the captain unfortunately I had the video of it and the video has long since disappeared so if any of my former classmates are listening and they have the video for our Eureka performance uh, do send it in so I wasn't on Blackboard Jungle but I was on Eureka very good. We'll have to look for that one. Um, I'm glad you stopped the music because this fellow won't be playing any Champions League. Uh, Glenn Whelan. He's one of eight players after being released by Aston Villa. And today. He, like, he played 35 games for Villa this season. Yeah, a very uh, strange call. Yeah, but uh, And he pr- played a pretty big key role as well. But um, yeah, he's after being dropped now. Um, so he won't be in that team. I suppose they're obviously looking ahead to mm. the Premier League, maybe thinking bigger things. But uh, you think after he helped him, yeah, it's such a big part this year that he'd be part of that. But anyway, um, elsewhere, sad news today: former Arsenal footballer Jose Antonio Reyes uh, died in a car accident at the age of just 35. His old club Sevilla uh, confirmed the ringer passed away on Twitter, saying he couldn't uh, be confirming. They couldn't be confirming worse news. Mm. He won 21 senior caps for Spain uh, and was also part, uh, as you heard through the, the bulletin, say part of the Invincible squad who uh, went the whole 2003-2004 Premier League season in January that year and that was an incredible Arsenal team yes so uh, very sad news uh, earlier on today Um, Roar was denied penalties yet again this is the third week in a row fourth week (laughs) alright so we were watching the the Beamish Cup final UCC and Avondale United are in a ding dong battle Um, UCC going 2-0 up Avondale pegging it back finished 3 all at the end of uh, normal time. Marquis Sull scoring um, deep into injury time to force it uh, into extra time or turn cross. Fans Voice TV are uh, streaming it live. So I said, I'm going to put this on because like, we might get penalties out of this. Uh, put it on and no, Avondale United scored uh, into the... 119th minute. 119th minute they scored 
Uh, denying yeah. me penalties uh, for about the sixth week in a row at this point it seems like but congratulations Avner. that sounds like an absolute cracking it, game it is yeah or it was um, but you can blame Jack Walsh he got that uh, winner mm. um, and at UCC were piling on the pressure in extra time if anyone looked like getting a goal it, it, from my view and yeah. it looked like UCC were going to get it so um, what a, a, a way to win right at the, the end and look there was all fairness at the end of it they're all shaking hands both sides so obviously good to see and all that. Um, moving on to Gaelic Games, there's a double header in Park Urin at the moment. The Munster Ladies Senior Football Championship semi final is currently taking place. Cork taking on Kerry. Uh, the latest score from that is Cork 2 11, Kerry 4 points. So a 13 point lead there for Cork 18 minutes into the second half. So. Um, yeah, that's that's one way of traffic, but very strong Cork side, not so uh, strong Kerry side. And actually, the um, the the Kerry manager there uh, didn't do any post match or pre match uh, interviews. Really, interestingly enough, Why not? Uh, um, no idea, but uh, just wasn't answering the phone. I believe okay. from our counterparts down in Kerry, they were telling us. Uh, as you do, and, yeah. Uh, well done to Fitzgerald Fitzgerald as well, who's crowned the the the, the twenty nineteen uh, man- league manager. Um, so fantastic achievement yeah. uh, for a free fee. Yeah, a number of Cork players getting uh, awards at that ceremony as well. Um, after the game, the the ladies' game, the Cork senior footballers are out in action in the Munster Senior Football Championship semi-final at seven o'clock. Uh, James Lockery back in that squad after missing uh, quite a a good bit through injury this year, but he's back in the team. Uh, they they've played four challenge matches in the last month, month and a half, month I'd say, mm. and they've uh, won all four I believe or won three of them anyway and come very close no they won all four they beat a, a mid-side Dublin okay. uh, they beat a good Galway side um, and they, they had two other wins as well so uh, they're going very well into that game but of course Limerick beat Tipperary uh, Claire and Kerry playing in the other semi-final up in Ennis at the moment or well at 7 o'clock so we'll uh, find out who will be playing in that Munster final uh, this evening uh, in Port Leash Cork and Dublin drew 118 apiece in the John Cairns under 20 tournament uh, Dublin down to 13 men in that and got a, a last kick equaliser as well so Cork were ahead they drew a Kerry during the week as well in the same tournament uh, but a very good squad uh, that Cork under 20 team uh, elsewhere in the Red FM Division 1 Hurling League Glen Rovers beat Ballyhea by 6 points 26 to 117 the full time score there uh, in tennis Serena Williams she's currently on court at the French Open she's taken on American Sophia Kennan in their round three encounter the latest in that is uh, Kennan leading four sets to two at the moment they're just starting the next set there um, earlier on there was a major shock at the women's as the women's top seed Naomi Osaka she was knocked out uh, the world number one was beaten in straight set 6-4 6-2 by Czech Katarina Siniakova or Siniakov uh, meanwhile defending champions Mona Halep and men's top seed Novak Djokovic both advanced to the next stage with straight set victories as well in rowing more good news for uh, Cork's Neda Puspur. She can't seem to do any wrong. She's after coming second in her semi-final in the single skulls at the European Championships in Lucerne in Switzerland today. So she'll be taking part in tomorrow's final. So fantastic for the Balancholic woman there. In racing, trainer Aidan O'Brien has won his seventh Epsom Derby. The Ballylee Doyle trainer sent out seven runners in the richest race in Britain and his 13-2 shot. Anthony Van Dyke was guided to victory by Shamie Heffernan. And in boxing, 
Katie Taylor she can become the first ever Irish boxer to be the undisputed champion in their division tonight the WBA IBF and WBO lightweight champion she's going to be aiming to add the uh, WBC belt to her collection as well as she faces Belgian Delphine Pursuit at Madison Square Garden Taylor she's undefeated since turning pro in 2016 Pursuit has only ever been beaten once in her 44 fights so that's uh, building up to be a real good contest as well that bout is uh, a chief sport to the Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz junior clash yeah, and uh, Taylor doing the ring at about half past one tonight. I have the alarm set. Looking forward to uh, to that one. Watching Katie Taylor make history tonight. Pursuing though, uh, no pushover. Forty four bouts, forty three wins. Taylor can't wait. Very, very experienced as well. I think forty three wins and one loss. So is it, this is definitely going to be the toughest fight in my career. But these are the kind of fights I've always wanted. This is a fight I've wanted for a long time now. And, I'm definitely ready for this type of challenge. It, it could very well be a very, very physical fight, but I put my, myself through the, through the trenches for the last few weeks in, in training, and I'm definitely ready for Saturday night. Yeah, best luck to uh, Katie Taylor uh, in that one. I got it wrong as well. It was Ty McDonagon who presented Eureka, not Dara something, Ruder, which I originally thought. So oh, well. I'm, reliving, I'm trying to find information on Eureka online. Very, very hard. Probably something I should be doing in the middle of a sports show. Well, we're going to find that video anyway because we want to see it. The big red bench listeners demand it. It has to be somewhere. Someone has to have a copy of it. I'm going to get on to my teammates, my, my former... Uh, classmates and see if they have a video of it and we'll convert it and we'll, we'll put it up in the Big Red Bench Twitter if we can find it. We're, we're not joined by um, our new member that's replacing me. Oh, yeah. What happened? Um, what happened there was um, Chill Insurance put out a tweet earlier on in the week saying um, if you want to win a cork, uh, a teddy bear with a cork jersey, just... Um, like and share yada yada whatever for of course you're inside uh, so I responded saying uh, can we have one please it'll be a great replacement for Kieran mm-hmm. and um, I was all like ha 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 la 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 and uh, I came into work yesterday and you're like uh, this big mad box there for you and I was like alright wasn't expecting anything came down it was one of the teddy bears from Chill saying I hope it makes a great addition to your team yeah. now it is replacing you no well you see you asked one to replace but Chill Insurance have verified that it is an addition to the team so you know that kind of clarifies that so yeah you know you have been replaced by a small inanimate um, with a cork well, I, hope, I hope well I asked one as well I didn't get one so I don't know well, you um, can, well maybe a replacement will be replaced by a chill insurance uh, you maybe know. you got a pen as well I got a pen as well so thanks very much indeed to <laughs> the chill insurance uh, for sending that down to us it's on our Twitter page at Pigler Bench if you want to see a picture of the bear and uh, we were asking for names on Twitter yesterday I think um, Teddy Mac was the best one that's a good one yeah, yeah that's um, a very good one Killian Down formerly of this parish to tweeted in to say improvement be a great name yeah I did replacement I didn't like that one I enjoy that one but I think Teddy Mac is the way to go uh, for all that Teddy Bear there's a, a lot of name there's Boaty Mc or uh, Teddy Teddy face the usual standard thing um, but yeah I think uh, my daughter took it and uh, it's gone now yeah it's gone now so uh, <laughs> that's the end of that your replacement has been kidnapped alright we are going to start the show uh, Champions League final tonight 8 o'clock kick off uh, for that I'm going to hear from uh, both managers now going to hear from uh, Jurgen Klopp first and then um, Richard Pochettino It's not about having an advantage now, it's working for an advantage tomorrow. If there is there, I know that people say probably this year we are the favourites because we have had much more points in a league. 
but if you saw the game against games against Tottenham it was 2-1 both times especially the home game we won with a very strange goal I would say even yeah but we were always really good in both games we were really good it was anyway only a 2-1 so there is no advantage before the game there, we can work for advantages for like we can work for spaces like we can work for um, opportunities in this game tomorrow but you have to do it in the game nothing in the moment not possible I think we really start to, to think um, and to prepare the final after Everton uh, um, um, I think after Ajax we were so focused in to try to prepare the last game um, again Everton but was the, to try to finish in the best way and be sure on the top four that was our principal objective of course after uh, we gave uh, two day off to the player Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday we start I remember 10.15 was report 9 o'clock 10.15 First meeting, and we start to prepare. We talk during half an hour, and was the start of the preparation of this uh, final. Um, that journey was uh, was unbelievable. We enjoy a lot. Who was telling you how we enjoy about the the journey together? I think the atmosphere was great. The, of course, the focus, the concentration. I think it was a pleasure to manage uh, this group of players. I feel so proud because. Um, they were uh, unbelievable open to to work and to to will to accept every single uh, purpose, uh, purpose uh, from us and I think um, like Hugo say we are so ready we are prepared we enjoy a lot tomorrow is about uh, to be ready to, to run to compete to enjoy um, we know very well that um, we know each other uh, really well and of course it's about to enjoy of course that responsibility and the ambition to, to win and we know very well that the final is, is um, in the moment that you got, got to get the final it's about to win the final um, I think uh, we trust in ourselves we are going to compete respecting our opponent because Liverpool is a great team um, I think with Manchester City they are the best team on, on England I think they were competing uh, head to head in the, on the Premier League and of course uh, an unbelievable Champions League um, and then one year ago they were in the final um, and I think they deserve uh, a full credit to Jurgen Klopp fantastic manager, coaching staff uh, players, unbelievable players and a great great club like Liverpool with uh, all the history behind I think uh, tomorrow is about to enjoy for us um, and try to win because uh, if we want to write the history and, uh, in football, uh, tomorrow is about, uh, about to win. And we know very well uh, what we need to do. What, what have you learned from last year's final and all the previous finals that you, uh, that you had as a manager? From last year, that uh, bicycle kick from 18 meters is, can be a goal as well. Um, and from all the other finals... Nothing really. It's um, that the, the finals were always different. It's always um, you come there with a different team. The circumstances are different. The opponent is different. You, I know where your question leads to. Um, um, I, I thought really what what new what question will will be uh, will happen today because I spoke pretty much about everything. But then um, that was clear and it's obvious. If I would be the reason for losing, 
six finals in a row, then everybody needs to worry, really. Huh? So if that's not the case, then we always have to have a, have a chance, and that's how we see it, actually, that we go here, um, that we go in a in a situation where we learned. Not not from the final because there was not a, a, there were three strange goals a world class goal goal of the year and two more strange goals which you usually don't concede but we conceded them apart from that it was a good game so you have to accept that no but it's not to, to discuss it after the game big you only accept it and go home um, but we learned a lot in that time since we are together with a lot of players I'm together since three years with some some players I'm together since a year and this year we learned a lot again we are a completely different side to last year so the final was not too important for our improvement the final but the final was um, like a like a starting point again for for the next steps that's how we saw it that's how we wanted to use it and that's what we did but from the game we couldn't learn a lot to be honest There's something magic about Champions League music. I know it is. Uh, I always get really excited when you hear the Champions League music. It's just so, so comforting and relaxing. Like, ah, yeah, football, football. You're already set up for us. You've your burgers and everything made. Yeah, burgers made off to Buddy's house for uh, a BBBQ. Uh, the extra B's a typo. Um, Dennis Hurley adding uh, some pretty good analysis for the ahead of the Champions League yeah we as well. tweeted out to say um, I, well I tweeted out saying um, give us a prediction how is the Champions League final going to finish tonight and Dennis replied saying the referee will blow his whistle three times not wrong at which point it's three times at the end it's you know yeah start the match so Dennis is actually wrong oh Johnny referee here well we you are, have to get the facts you, right. You literally are a referee as well. Like. You have to get the facts right. Anyway. Um, speaking of referees, um, referees taking centre stage last night. We'll talk more about the Champions League before we wrap up as well. Um, but referees certainly taking centre stage last night as uh, Cork City drew one all uh, with St. Pat's. In uh, in Shakur. now City had gone ahead thanks to uh, a cracking effort uh, from Carol Shepherd, uh, Gary Buckley squaring the ball and uh, Shepard but a very very tidy finish but the controversy coming with Simon Madden's equaliser the referee had indicated that there would be three minutes of additional time uh, Simon Madden's goal was clocked at 94 minutes and 15 seconds uh, much to the anger of Cork City players management uh, backroom staff supporters and uh, me, obviously. I uh, was quite angry sitting down watching it on TV. Uh, I'm going to hear from uh, John Cotter speaking afterwards and what he thought of it. Look, it's gutting to drop points like that, to be honest. And I thought the boys deserved three points. Thought we, thought we rightly should have won the match, to be fair. Um, I thought we were robbed, to be honest. I thought, like, I understand the sub ads on a small bit of time. And I think we were still a minute 15, minute 20 over. And yeah. The referee put his, the whistle into his mouth when, when the ball goes back to Brendan Clark and then takes it out and gives him another chance to get it up, which isn't good enough. That's not just just not good enough, to be honest. This, this is a professional league. Players are, are working hard every day, scrapping for points. Not just us, but every team. And I just think it's not good enough, to be honest. I think people need to stand up and be counted for that way. And did, did Ben Conley say anything to you? No, no, no. Look, as you say, look, that's, that's the easy part, maybe, for them because they don't have to come out and explain themselves, which is... Which is wrong as well, to be honest. I just, you know, when you fellas there who are scrapping for points and yeah. deserve three points, to be honest, I know 
with the one that Brendan Clark strikes at the end it's probably the first header we don't win as well to be fair and could we have defended a slightly better and tracked the run yes absolutely but I wouldn't fault any of the boys tonight I wouldn't take anything away from them that way I think they were brilliant tonight what was it just the case you think of them kind of thinking that that was it and just mentally switching off no, for a second I, I wouldn't think so to be fair it was just one header we lost and to be fair we thought it was it on the line because we thought when the, when Shep hooked it on I think it was the Shep hooked it on down to Brennan Clark we thought that was it ourselves because yeah. the whistle went into the mouth and the hand was up and push your luck as you say we just have to take it and get on with it and yeah. which is as I say look it's it's gutting for the boys because I thought they were brilliant tonight and they deserve the three points yeah, and the clean sheet there were a lot of positives overall probably more so in the second half than in the first half but you know you could have maybe got a, a second ball and, and put the game to bed but you know by and large it was a, a good performance it was I thought sec- look we could be chatting here if, if it was a minute earlier where we could be chatting yeah. here talking differently but um to be fair, I thought the second half we were very good uh, for 25 minutes anyway. I know Pat's put a bit of pressure later on, which you'd expect anyway when you're up here. But I thought we did, defended well. Connor and Sean were outstanding as well as the two full-backs as well. And um, we had a couple of great chances to get a second as well, which is, yeah. look, when it comes to the stage, it's disappointing not to take it. But um, look, as I say, I wouldn't fault any of the boys. I thought they were, everyone was outstanding. They worked very hard and... And are you glad now the two-week break for the Stigo game after a heavy schedule and you have a chance now to kind of, you know, work more with the team? Yeah, but look, after that, sometimes you'd like a game the next week to yeah. go out and put it right. But look, at least the boys can, can take a couple of days off, and which is well-deserved because it's been a heavy schedule for everyone and um, they deserve their few days off. It's just disappointing not going away for a few days off. Which yeah. After um, a win, so look, it's... Just something if we deal with and get on with, and we'll pick ourselves up again next week. Graham was. Yeah, that's uh, John Collier speaking after uh, last night's uh, one all draw with St. Pat's. Uh, meanwhile, full time um, down in Park Rennes finished Cork 316. Um, carry nine points so Cork now face Waterford in the Munster final we'll get reaction from that Cork game in just a little bit alright uh, referees union here right go on defend the referee last night I'm not going to defend the referee because I wasn't there but the hold on now I get this uh, actual rule stoppage time is the time added on at the end of each half at the discretion of the referee stoppage time added is roughly proportional to the length of delays in the game these delays may be due to injuries yeah. time lost to subs general racing now there had to have been something happening. There was one substitution. Okay. Uh, Carl Shepard kicked the ball away. Um, so, substitution was 30 seconds. Uh, kicking the ball away, 20 seconds. Yellow card, not even. Oh, well, it was 70-something seconds. 70-something, yeah. Like, as John mentioned there, the whistle was in his lips. It went back to the Pats goalkeeper. He took the whistle out of his lips and allowed that passage play to continue. He should have blown up when the ball was in the air. Now, yeah. that being said, City completely switched off. It was a shocking goal to concede. However, the full-time whistle should have gone before it ended up. So I'm mad. That's basically, that's basically it. Um, cost Cork City two points. Um, two points. They deserved three points. They were the better team last night. First half was abysmal. Second half was a bit better. Cork City were the better team. Um, I hate criticising referees. I know how hard a job it is that they have to do. But the referee got it wrong last night. I possibly did, yeah. But um, <laughs> I did, like, I, I, look, I wasn't at it. You, you were, you were on top of it. But um, like in saying that, I had a lot of injury time in a match. I was refereeing last night through various injuries and all that. But um, like, 
Well, it's hard to talk about when you didn't see it. But yeah, look, by the sounds of it, it should have been blown. But um, it's different than hurling our football. Referees might, you know, give the benefit of the doubt to a play, yeah. if you know. Um, but that'll happen a lot quicker than it would in football. Um, but, uh, so there should have been 50 seconds. He played 70, but yeah, if the ball is kicked back, then yeah, it's usually yeah, yeah. just yeah. Yeah. give it up. Referee was wrong. Corks erupt. I'm not, denying, <laughs> I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, this isn't uh, um, yeah. all. Yeah, no, the referee is never wrong. Mm. Uh, the referees do get it wrong. Um, but that was one of such occasion last night. All right, then I hear from Carl Shepherd. It was quite a night. Good reaction. Disappointment as was. Uh, yeah, look, it's progress again in the sense of the football we're playing. But yeah, disappointing that look to give away a goal so late. Very. Uh, dubious amount of time added on but look that's what you get with some of the officials but look that happens and like when you're out in the field are you aware that it's gone over the time I think everyone was aware yeah you're looking at the clock and you're going there's a long time added on here for what was it a three added on they scored in the fifth so yeah look you could see all night a lot of decisions were pretty poor so look we get on with yeah. the game but, but it, like I suppose it, it's kind of symptomatic of the season as a whole like that these things more of them have gone against you and gone for you like the, the home game against Pats at the cross same kind of thing yeah look you, as I said look things are you can see things are progressing but we need to learn it's a it's a harsh league it's a men's league so look yeah. uh, you see tonight we switch off for a minute and we get punished so look we need to see how the game really it's on us we need to sort of buck up and all start running in the right direction second half was a much improved from the first half but was what was the big difference I think the first half was just very very scrappy you look at it, I think every two minutes it was someone down with an injury or something yeah. like that it was just it was just hard to get it going and then once we got in our flow I thought we were very good at times we should have punished them we had a, I think a 3v1 at one stage and we just messed it up but yeah. look it was a uh, as I said, look, things are going better in terms of the football we're playing, but again, we need to just book up and learn. And a good finish from yourself. Are you, is the confidence coming back now in front of goal? It's two, like, in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, look, uh, I'm always confident in front of goal. It's just us getting the chances. Uh, obviously, look, the more football we play, the more chances we'll get. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, look, hopefully a couple more come. And how is your, your overall fitness at the moment? I'm getting there. Look, I've... Uh, an ongoing back problem I think most people know yeah. about that but it's uh, just about trying to manage it and obviously the, if the less games we have the better it is for the back yeah. That's Carl Shepard there speaking after last night's uh, draw with St. Pat's break now as I mentioned no games next week and Corksley back then uh, against Sligo uh, the following week away from home again it should be pointed out um, so City not at home until the 28th of June and they yeah. will take on Derry City so it's a long 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 time six weeks mm. in total like even for cash flow for the, the club yeah. that's, that's it's, a huge it's hit it's very very hard for the club it's very very hard for the League of Ireland they played about 140 games in April and now it gets to June and you don't have a, a game for six weeks it's preposterous really but look that's the way it is and hopefully things will change but the more things change the more they say the same in the League of Ireland but um, as Carol mentioned there are positives to take from last night they played a bit of football uh, balls on the deck a bit more which you can see watching Cork City the ball is on the deck a bit more but um but it is like a good perfor- I know obviously the city want the the three points and that but is the the, the performance 
the better thing to get out of that. Possibly, yeah. Moment. I mean, like the first half was abysmal and wasn't a good advert for the League of Ireland whatsoever. It was looked like two poor teams going out. The second half was an improvement and Cork City started playing a little bit of football. Um, but things are improving. I suppose it takes time when you when you've been conditioned to play one way for the last four and a half years. Um, to have a new manager come in and try and implant his style, it's going to take a while. You can see flashes of it. Even you can even see in the warm ups at Turners Cross that the 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 warm up drills are very focused on passing and movement and all that crack. So it is going to take time for John Collar to get his philosophy, I suppose, across uh, to the team. But now he's got the lads going to have a week off. They'll have a week on the training pitch. It's been hard the last couple of weeks because, as I said from the press conference, it's been uh, last Tuesday. It's been match followed by recovery followed by match. There's been very little hands on training sessions. So. It'll be good for him to get him back on the pitch and just start drilling his ideas. Um, but when he when he's interim manager, is that going to be very hard? Like, okay, the city will probably wait till the end of the season to make a yeah. call on that, and if they bring in someone else, you you'd imagine maybe John Connor will end up taking the. Yeah, I'd uh, imagine that imagine the view so. is long term for John Connor to get the job full time. But if he wasn't. Sure, there's a couple of months wasted again already, and he's trying to put in his philosophy and everything. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's uh, neither here nor there, I suppose. Uh, Serena Williams has lost her first set as well, six two to uh, Kenan in the French Open. Mentioned to uh, to go Ramblers as well. They had a great win last mm. night over uh, Bray Wanderers in the first division. Ian Turner with the goal at fifty seven minutes down at St Comans Park. Well, one Mr. Roy Keane was a very interested spectator. Um, so a great win for Ramblers that sees them uh, sixth going into the uh, mid season break. And our season seventh, I should say. Um, so good win uh, for the Ramblers last night. All right, going to take a break. When we come back, uh, going to talk about the Union Cup. Going to talk about James McLean and the abuse that he's received. Going to have reaction from uh, Cork and Kerry as well. One hundred four point two in Crosshaven, Corks Red FM. All right, Kieran, you want to talk about football rule changes? Yeah, well, there's some coming into uh, effect. Some, uh, some really interesting ones. Yeah, I am, I'm sure you've uh, the link there in front of you, but um, just looking at drop balls, they can no longer be contested. Um, so if players stop the ball, it'll be dropped to a player on the team that last touched the ball and where they touched That's it. That's the important thing. Yeah, um, that is it. Uh, now, another big change sees a drop ball awarded if the ball hits a referee and goes to the other team as a result or if the referee accidentally scores a goal. Mm -hmm. As what happened uh, during the week, uh, last week, with that video in the Dutch 4th Division. Ah, yes, that was a great finish by the referee. Uh, It's a great finish. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that kind of touches on that one. Uh, Handballs, the law remains uh, that deliberate handball is an offence, but accidental handball will also now be a free kick if the ball goes in uh, to the goal off an attacker. A a player gets the ball using his arm or hand and then scores or creates a goal-scoring opportunity. Uh, There's loads of different... um, sections of this but a handball will not be a free kick if the ball is knocked onto a hand by a play, by the player in question or a nearby player mm. uh, goal kicks this uh, is the, this is really interesting I think yeah so uh, they can now be played to a teammate who's inside the penalty area mm. um, until now I suppose a goal kick had to be retaken if it didn't leave the box but uh, it will make a big difference to a, a lot of teams who now will go short with their Very kick short. outs and that opponents must still remain outside the penalty area until the, the kick out is taken now if you're going to take a, sh- a kick out that short I don't think it's going to be any benefit to any team. Really. Yeah, well, you never know. It'll be interesting to see how teams uh, adapt to it and um, bring you, it into their game. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to have a, a real good strategy worked out for that. To but like you'd see it, like the like Man City's full backs are, and centre backs are literally way outside the box. 
parallel to the six yard box waiting for the ball from their keeper Liverpool do that as well um, so yeah, if yeah. they can get the ball into the box they can move the ball quicker I mean like you, there's a situation that the ball goes out for a goal kick they like Alisson can just take a little tip to Virgil van Dijk and he can start to play straight away as opposed to resetting and mm-hmm. uh, and getting everyone organised and pushing lads up the field so I think it'll move the game on a lot quicker Yeah we'll see how that uh, will work out um, on free kicks when the defending team has three or more players in a wall the attacking team can no longer place a player I'm in I'm not a fan one. of that um, Yeah I'm that's a, an interesting one because uh, players or defending teams will now obviously put in mm. three or more players to stop uh, an attacking player go into that um, if an attacking player is standing within one one yard one metre of the, the wall when the kick is taken they'll be penalised with an indirect free kick mm. um, another change to that uh, similar to the goal kick change um, is that if a defending team takes a free kick in their own area the ball is considered in play immediately and doesn't have to leave the box before another player touches it uh, again opponents must remain outside the box quick free kicks uh, if the referee is about to show a yellow or a red card but the non-offending team takes a quick free kick and creates a scoring chance the official can can come back mm. and show the card when the ball goes out of place. So that's good. It's that always used to drive me insane. You're punishing the team uh, who were attacking. Uh, cause the referee would be writing to his notebook, and then all of a sudden, whistle blows back. Blah blah blah. blah come on, come on. Um, yeah. So I think that's very, very positive. And again, it's going to speed up the game and make the game more attacking. Yeah, that uh, does speed it up a, a small bit. On penalties, uh, it's more concerning what goalkeepers can do. Uh, but the penalty can't be taken while the goalkeeper's touching the woodwork or nets, or if the net or posts are still moving after being touched. Um, I wouldn't see that happen a whole pile, but uh, they've looked at it, and obviously. Uh, the goalkeeper must have one of his feet partly on the goal line, or above it if jumping when the kick is taken and he can't stand behind or in front of the line. They were supposed to stay on the line in the first place anyway. Yeah. But um, look, there's a, a rule uh, specifically on that now. And the other change to penalties means an attacker can take a penalty if he needed treatment as long as the uh, treatment is quick. That could uh, bring up, um, that's a grey area. Mm. If, if the treatment is quick, what's quick? Yeah, it's um, open to uh, interpretation. Open to interpretation there. Um, also on subs, this is interesting. Um, a player who's been subbed must now leave the pitch by the nearest point on the touchline or byline unless the referee says he can leave quickly at the halfway line. So they don't um, have to walk back. So that, <laughs> that ends the days of someone is going to be subbed. You're winning 1-0, it's into injury time. The war gets out, you're going to be subbed. So you run over to the opposing touchline as far away as you can uh, from the halfway line and uh, then trot over. Yep. So basically, if you're over there, you just not go off the touchline and then boom. Yeah, that's it. So there's no uh, handshaking either at the the fourth official spot either uh, with the players coming on free. It's a stop player's time wasting, obviously. Yep. And any player who infringes the spirit of the law will be booked for unsporting behaviour. Um, another one, um, we possibly saw today in Turner's Cross, uh, not this rule specifically, but it will be changed from now on though. Uh, a team official guilty of misconduct can be shown a yellow card or red card. Um, if the offender cannot be identified, the head coach in the technical area at the time will receive the card. So he literally has to take one for the team? Um, we'll have to take one for the team, yeah. Um, it was trialled during the, the English Football League uh, last season. Um, it's been introduced worldwide now. I didn't actually take any notice of it during the, the English Football League, but um, obviously they saw it worked. So it, interesting because the, the head coach isn't going to want to take a card if he didn't do something either. He'll, he'll probably have to take one for a team, maybe, but. Um, Left mm. to, but I suppose player or managers or, or coaches or whatever won't now be going up into the the stand 
unless I guess they get a red card mm-hmm. um, other changes a player can now be booked for celebrating for removing the shirt or celebrating with the fans even if the goal is disallowed boo um, boo to that one boo you love taking off your top after scoring goals yeah you see me <laughs> Churchfield on uh, Wednesday nights uh, that that's uh, the, or sorry another uh, change is the team that wins the pre-match coin toss can now choose between whether to take kick-off or which goal to attack previously they I always only, thought you could I always thought that too but uh, obviously not uh, they could only choose which goal to attack so uh, now they can pick which other they want uh, now a difference between cooling breaks as well if so happens wouldn't happen over here necessarily unless you had the summer like last year 90 seconds to 3 minutes and drink breaks uh, maximum of 1 minute in certain competitions played in high humidity and temperatures that is probably for the Qatar World Cup um, and I've never seen this happen either but multicoloured or patterned undershirts um, are allowed if they're the same as the sleeve of the main shirt right so uh, now they can wear them, multicoloured ones. Well, they can't wear multicoloured. Well, unless they match the sleeves. Um, and you can only, the only multicoloured jersey, I think, is Man City's. Didn't they have a jersey? Yeah, they the old one, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just some uh, new rules that are actually coming into uh, football. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they play out in the next uh, next season, actually, because they're coming in almost... Uh, well, today it's coming in from today, but it's not today. in effect for the Champions League uh, yeah. final. But it will be in effect uh, from now on. All right, uh, going to hear from Matt James McLean. Um, he's made the headlines um, for taking uh, aim at the English FA. Um, he's described them as a bunch of cowards and a bunch of hypocrites. Um, the footballing authorities. Um, he says basically because he's a white Irish man, uh, the English FA don't care about the abuse he receives in the stands. This is uh, audio of James uh, speaking uh, yesterday. James, a few weeks ago, you put up on Instagram after your birthday the card that you received and the abuse you received in it as well. Do you think the football authorities are doing enough about that? Because I think a lot of people were probably shocked about what was actually in that card when you put it up. Don't they go on honest truth? Yeah. They're a bunch of cowards, the football authorities. Uh, they're a bunch of hypocrites. You know, Sterling's getting... Sterling's this and he's that. He's a hero and he's getting awards. What I get week on week, I compared to what he's got probably one week, one game, for the last seven, eight years. You know, it hasn't been a word, so, yeah, they're a bunch of hypocrites, a bunch of cards. Did anyone contact you afterwards, or...? Oh, I got a... After we contact them first, uh, they kick it out, I got a, a measly statement, just to, because there's a lot of pressure on them, which meant nothing, to be honest, but, yeah, that, that was it. I mean, I can't imagine it's easy for you to put up with that, to put up with what you get around poppy season as well as a footballer. Nah, it's not, to be honest, it's just water if it ducks back now. It's, it's you know, it's, it's like I said, it's been on the last seven, eight years. So, yeah, for me, you know, it's just water if it ducks back. But it was just, the reason I put it up was just to highlight the fact that, you know, if I, if I wasn't a white Irish guy, there would have been a, uh, a bigger uproar. But, and I was right in doing that because there was still nothing. So, you know, a pretty big point, right? Did you get any support from your fellow pros about it? Yeah, obviously Johnny Walters we got, uh, which was nice him. Uh, and I got a text of uh, Kieran Westwood as well. I think he 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 tweeted as well. So yeah, I got a, a couple of off a few, but um, yeah, that's it really. Do you have any like why do people do, why do the authorities not take the abuse you t- you receive it seriously as like what Ryan Sterling has spoken about it? Like uh, again. Just to put it bluntly, I'm, I'm a white Irish man, and you know, well, they that doesn't matter to them. Yeah, you know, you know, I mean, this, this the same thing happened with Neil Lennon, didn't it? He gets abused, and then uh, about being Irish, this and that, and no one does anything. So, 
person the pudding on it. You're a white Irish man, no one cares. How does it change, or would you have any message for the authorities on how to change it? Well, it's pretty clear what what they have to do to change it, isn't they? Just, what, what, what they're doing with the whole sterling thing, you know, don't be a hypocrite, do it with whatever kind of, you know, racism, sectarianism, it's all the same, isn't it? Discrimination. So, back up, it's all the same. Yeah, obviously Raheem has been widely praised for speaking out about what he has suffered. What do you make of how you've been received by the football community for you highlighting this? Like, should you get more praise for it, or is it bad? Well, I don't want praise. Like I said, the only reason I highlighted it was to prove a point that between the Sterling thing and myself, that's the only reason I highlighted. Don't want their praise. They can ram their praise for all I care. It was just a point of. It was just a matter of. Highlighting the the difference and showing for the the hypocrites they are. Did you go and talk to the police about it? Because I, I didn't know if yeah. they they got a third party complaint, but no, I'm not there. I'm not grass. I'm yeah. not going to go in. Okay, because when, when I asked the FA for a statement, they said it's not. We won't deal with it. It's a police matter. But like you see, like the that's, FA, that's shocked that they Yeah, because the yeah. FA were um, they censored that there's a chowdery of Leicester for things that he tweeted when he was 15 or something. So I don't really know why. Man, you don't have to answer this. I don't really know why they would. You know, uh, adjudicate on that and then not on yours. I don't get that. The hypocrites? Yeah. Some of that, the hypocrites? Is it a talking point even in the dressing room of the players? Are they, you know, once you put that up, is it discussed? Obviously, they show interest, you know what I mean? But, um, no, nah, look, I don't like talking about it because, yeah, like I said, I don't want the sample of it. I don't want the. It is what it is. And, again, the, reason, the only reason I'm putting it up is they, they highlight the. the how much of a hubbub are. Were some of your teammates even shocked at the level? Like, you know, over here we're not as surprised, but we're someone within stall per day? Yeah, to be fair, like, uh, but that's like, I don't know what was more insulting, the card or, or spelling, to be honest. <laughs> like, it's, uh, so, nah, look, it's just, Elites will be Elites, won't they? So. How frustrating is it? I, know, last I, was, one, I saw on Twitter as well, a Stoke fan was, I saw you respond to a Stoke fan who was tweeting you the other day, like, when it comes to your own fans, does that make it anyway worse? Or do you just not really because he's a Stoke fan and a Rangers fan, so <laughs> yeah, so nah, that's happened enough for that, yeah. Can I just ask one last thing? And this is not something I agree with, but to play devil's advocate, a lot of people will say when you highlight this, will say, "Well, why is he making his living in Britain? You know, why couldn't he? Why couldn't you work somewhere else?" Like, what would you say to those people? Well, if I had a love in Dubai, would, would they make? I'm working Dubai. Would they make me wear a burqa? No. So yeah. where you where you working? doesn't mean you have to buy the, that their culture, their way of living, their principles. And James, just one last more, one more question. Uh, with two managements, with the 20, two new managements, 21s and with senior, there's an ever more presence from the League of Ireland. Coming from the league yourself, what's your thoughts on the young lads getting that opportunity to come from the National League and brilliant. bring it uh, Yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant to see. Um, obviously, that's where I got my education in football. You know, it's it's it was brilliant for me. Um, so yeah, the, the more emerge, obviously brilliant. But in the same sense, especially in the first team, like I know it's great to have players from League of Ireland in the in the, the squad, but they have to merit merit that as well. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's you know you can cry because they're doing well in the league, but a lot of players in the league have went across to England recently and spent a few four years jumping between clubs and didn't work out, and now they're back in the league and doing well. You know, make it make of that what you want. You have to earn your place as well, not just because it's nice to have League Ireland players in the league or in the in the squad. You have to you have to earn that place as well. And do they fit in? 
when they come into the camp. Yeah, because it's a great bunch of lads. Do you know what I mean? The, the lads will make no matter who comes on, make them make them feel at home. You know, we're, we're lucky in that sense. We've got a good good squad, good atmosphere. So, yeah, we'd be no issue in that sense. Uh, Shane's McLean there talking about the abuse he receives on a, a, a weekly basis from the terraces and the lack of action from the FA who he's described as a bunch of cowards and a bunch of hypocrites as he uh, said there uh, on uh, it started that interview um, so very very strong stuff uh, indeed from James McLean as you would expect alright um, kick off drawing closer in Madrid uh, still waiting on some uh, team news from the uh, camps. Waiting to see if Harry Kane will start. That is the big question tonight. He says he is fit. He says he is ready to play. Whether or not he gets uh, chosen uh, by Mauricio Pochettino tonight uh, is a different story. Um, but uh, we'll find that out in a second. In fact, we will tell you now. Harry Kane starts. Harry Kane starts for Tottenham. Kieran is cursing loudly in the studio over there. Harry Kane starts for Tottenham. The Liverpool 11. It's Alisson, Robertson, Van Dijk, Matip, Alexander-Arnold, Wijnaldum, Fabinho, Henderson and up front Mane, Firmino and uh, Salah. We'll get you the, the full Tottenham team in a sec. But it is confirmed. Harry Kane starts uh, for Spurs tonight. And how do you feel about that, resident Liverpool fan? Not a butter. Sure, look, do you know what? It's even better because uh, if, if he wasn't there, people would be only saying, ah, but sure, you didn't beat them with Harry Kane. Now we just beat them with Harry Kane. It's uh, Lloris who captains the side Trippier, Alderweireld, Vertonghen, Rose, Winks, Sissoko, Eriksen, Dele Alli, Son, and Kane for Spurs. Two very, very strong teams. Really looking forward. I'm getting really, really excited uh, about this one. Kickoff coming up at uh, 8 p.m. Uh, this evening uh, and what should be uh, an absolutely uh, cracking uh, game um, for uh, at the moment um, so we're going yeah um, the, the ladies match has just finished uh, as we heard uh, as well Roar um, Dennis Hurley was down there for us uh, Saoirse Noonan Libby Coppinger Anya Terrio Sullivan they got the goals as Cork beat Kerry by 3.16 to 9 points at Parker and uh, Dennis spoke to manager Efi Fitzgerald after with Cork uh, now looking forward to a Munster final against Waterford Mission accomplished, I suppose. Yeah, I, yeah. It wasn't a very attractive match. I think Kerry came with the aim of you know staying in the game for for a while, and you know the first half. I don't think we scored for 15 minutes, and you know we were sloppy. I think we were we were a little bit lethargic, and um, our passing wasn't crisp. So um, you know the things that we need to work on. But having said that, it was very hard to get up for the game. I suppose we were in the final, and you know yeah, like unless you lost by a huge amount. So yeah, I think it's 24 points or something. We were yeah. in the final, so so it's difficult. You know, and maybe that's making excuses I don't know but I know myself I wasn't that you know that up for the game today because of the, the circumstances of our victory the last day so um, but at the second half probably things improved a bit they were, they were well, good luck Ed yes, look. Um, so we're, we're happy enough for them but we know there are things that we can work on Kerry like you said defended deep early on but and, you know you took five or six wides in the first quarter now, but the guards were patient and eventually the, the scores came and they were. Pretty, yeah. built up a rhythm after that yeah well we lacked a bit of patience in the 
first half I thought you know we were going into tackles and bringing ball into contact which you know we've been quite good at because that's the team set up against us now yeah. very defensive um, you know we weren't keeping our wit but once we got that sorted in half time we got that sorted and we were more you know I suppose we were more clinical in the second half we were opening things up and um, we opened them up a few times and you know we got a couple of cracking goals you know. um, very so, well worked yeah players came off the bench to, to get scores they, to kind of put themselves in the frame well you can see like you see the panel we have it's very difficult to you know to pick teams but the girls that's very good for training then as well and the girls know that if they're playing well they're in the team you know we made a few changes now Libby and so you've had played well last yeah. to be fair but the other girls have been training very well as well so you know we're looking we're to, looking to give everybody an opportunity particularly the leaving starts who have trained yeah. through their leaving there Lauren O'Mahony and Claire O'Shea has been you know the, the amount of time she has to travel and that is absolutely brilliant so so all in all we're happy we're in the Munster final yeah. I suppose it's an awkward match for us now because you know having won so comprehensively last yeah. time around against Waterford they don't have a whole lot to lose now in terms of of them coming out and having a real cut off it's all, but we'll be up for that I mean it's a final and it's you know when there's a cup involved we certainly I think the girls will be sharper and you know we'll be you know we'll be more I would hope we'll be more focused and um, and hopefully we'll be able to retain retain much action Yeah Aoife Fitzgerald speaking there after that big win over uh, Kerry Tain Park you're in Yeah it didn't sound uh, entirely I'm impressed for. impressed yeah um, I suppose there's always things to work on but Kerry have gone back in recent years they're not the force they, they used to be at all um, and they're going to be going up against a very strong Wadford side who they, they've already played actually but um, you know uh, hopefully another uh, Cork win there yeah certainly so and uh, courting on Limerick at 7 o'clock reaction on tomorrow evening show if you missed it Harry Kane starts for Tottenham tonight uh, big big news uh, coming out of Madrid uh, kick off coming up in just about an hour's time Kieran your official prediction please um, like Ronaldo 3-1 like Ronaldo has said for for Liverpool yeah, I, uh, ok I didn't clarify it. yeah yeah I, give I just want a good game and uh, <laughs> made the best team win alright I'm off tomorrow but uh, this means this is our last show uh, that we will do together um, with you as a single single man yeah um, I'm on. already coughing at the thoughts of it yeah are you are you nervous you are marrying the love of your life next week of course yes. she's not marrying hers but what can you do what can you do she still has time to see sense uh, I believe you've been in touch with her that there's a getaway car yeah there's plenty yeah, yeah. you know so all, all I can do is wish you, this, this will be the last time I see you now before you get that's married that's true yeah so all I can do is wish you the very best of luck I've yeah. been married for six years almost some of them happily you had to think about that yeah I did yeah it's my not that long listening. Like. <laughs> uh, so very genuinely from the one half of the big red bench team to their very very best of luck next week and, thanks very uh, much really looking forward to the day out and the I, food and, mostly yeah, the food the food will be good and I can't wait to see your shapes because you went out specifically and to buy shoes today for dancing so. uh, they are going to be cracking cracking I shoes wait until you see them on Friday best of luck dude thanks dude alright Champions League coming up at 8 o'clock uh, Kieran's back tomorrow from 6 and I will talk to you uh, I'll be back next Saturday uh, after Kieran's wedding probably a little bit tired but we won't talk about that enjoy the rest of your night folks whoever you're shouting for in the Champions League hope it's a good game and uh, talk to you soon the Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.